you never know what position you're in until you have those conversations. I right. Said, even if you come sit in a home ownership seminar and understand, there are so many aha moments because a lot of people still think I need fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars to buy a house. You don't. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of their local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hello, all, and thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, and I'm your host, Jennifer Healy. Uh, I will ask two favors from you. One, if you like what you're hearing on here, please forward this to two of your real estate uh, cohorts or or colleagues and uh, share it with them so that they may learn something about this process as well. And two, whichever podcast platform you're listening to, if it's YouTube, if it's iTunes, if it's Stitcher, if it's Spotify, please leave an honest review wherever you're listening to this at so that we can reach more people. And on to today's episode. Today, we have LaToya Butler from Keller Williams here. Thank you so very much for coming on here today. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Absolutely. Uh, Could you tell the audience a little bit about you and what got you into the real estate business? Um, I am a wife, a mom of four. Um, I'm a real estate agent, and I am an agent's operations manager for Savage Home Group of Halloween's Lights. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got a lot going on, girl. Ma'am, I wear a lot of hats in the real estate industry. Um, and I also own my own um, brand, Touch of Perfection Homes. Um, so what got me into real estate? I've always had kind of an interest in the homes. Um, but in 2013, my husband and I decided that we wanted to purchase them. Um, my sister-in-law at the time was an actual real estate agent, and she was going to be our realtor. She got us approved. Um, we started the process. However, we realized that we wanted more house for what we could afford. <laughs> that happened. So we kind of stopped the process. We said we're going to regroup. However, I had an interest in learning the whole real estate world. Mm. Um, so I reached out to my sister-in-law and a friend of mine um, that were realtors just to ask about the business. Um, and I started to do a little bit of research. And fast forward, 2017, we purchased our home. My sister-in-law had gotten out of the business. Um, so we used just a random realtor that was referred to us. Um, and it was less than a, a subpar experience. Um, so mm. 2018, I got licensed, and that set the standard for what kind of agent I wanted to be. Um, and through the process, because I always had interest in real estate, I said that um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my license. I could have done this. Like, had I done it in 2013, I would have been the real estate agent for my own house in 2017. So I went to school. I went to Long and Foster in Bologna and affiliated with Keller Williams in 2018 when I got my license. Wow. Well, thank you so very <laughs> much for sharing uh, with us uh, your your uh, journey there. That is uh, something big. So what is a couple of the things that you have implemented after your experience 
And what made you want to become a realtor is because of the lack of, let me choose my words, uh, the experience that you had as opposed to the experience that you present now to your clients. So the one thing that I always knew was I wanted to educate my buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of hit the ground running and did first time home buyers. And that's just kind of what I, I, I attracted my first couple of years. Um, and I, that's what I wanted. Um, people that didn't think that they were ever going to be able to buy a house, people that never thought about buying a house. But even if you choose not to buy a house, I wanted you to choose it because honestly, I don't want you to choose it. However, I wanted you to make an educated choice. Yes. Um, so I stand behind home ownership seminars and educating the buyers before they start the process, while they're in the process, and after the process. Um, and I kind of have built relationships with each one of my clients. So even after they buy the house, is if they need something, they're calling me. Yes. Uh, I want to be that one-stop shop. I want you to be you to be able to ask me any question. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to find the answer and bring it to you. So those are the things that I implement in my business. I am really, really, really big on education, educating mm. buyers, um, and keeping knowledge at the forefront of home ownership. I love that. I love that. Thank you so very much uh, for just doing that and educating <laughs> these people. I think it's so informative um, and, and really just helps them become um, better homeowners. And Absolutely. they stop and ask the question. I think yes. one of my, uh, the people that I worked with that meant the most to me is somebody that rented in the same apartment for 30 years. Yes. And then the person was um, just said, Hey, I wonder, my partner had passed. I'm wondering if I can buy something. And it was such a rewarding experience that this person rented for 30 years, had no idea that they were able to purchase, and they were. Um, And it was just so rewarding for, for that, just to educate them. And in the situation that they were in, it was, oh. Gosh, it was so heartwarming, just so heartwarming to make that happen for them. And those are the ones that touch you the most. Those are the ones that you yes. remember. I actually was doing a showing yesterday. I showed, I uh, sold the gentleman a house in uh, 2019. I sold him a house and it's a house directly across the street from his house that's for sale. Oh. Um, and, and he was like, he, I reached out to him um, in a class just to follow up because, you know, the life expectancy of a lead and most people three years they're ready to sell again so me just keeping in touch with my buyers i reached out to them and um i was I was actually in this neighborhood showing a house so i was like hey i was just in your neighborhood and he was like um what did he say to me he said you were showing a house across the street weren't you i said absolutely so we got we got to talking and he said he wanted he said i was interested in seeing the house maybe i'll i'll upgrade because the one across the street's a little bit bigger when I talked to him yesterday, he brought a dollar and twenty-five cents to the table for settlement. That was his closing cost. And when I met him, he said, honestly, I was not in a position to buy. I just needed somewhere to live. He said, I didn't ever think I was a homeowner. And he was tw- he's in his twenties. Mm-hmm. And he's he said, I'm making it. I love my house. 
He said, but, I, and I told everybody, I said, you never know what position you're in until you had those conversations. I right. said, even if you come sit in a home ownership seminar and understand, there are so many aha moments because a lot of people still think, I mean, $15,000, $20,000 to buy a house. You don't. It's so much free money. The process, if you have a great real estate agent and a great team behind you, a lender, a title company, it, it, it is a smooth transition. It's equivalent to renting a house. However, you're not paying 100% of most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. I love that. I, I actually teach a class called Financial Peace University. Okay. Uh, it's a Dave Ramsey class. And I help people understand about budgeting and how budgeting is not a bad word. But by by tracking your money and telling your money where to go, you actually have more money to do whatever you would like to with it. Um, so I've been doing that since during the pandemic, I guess I started volunteering with their, um, That's a very good point. yeah. And I've been teaching that class and liking it and explaining to people because that's one of the things I always had concerns with when people, especially first time home buyers bought yeah. homes. Do you have money set aside for your emergency fund? Inevitably something will happen. The fridge will break. The dryer will break. And let's have a plan in place for when it does. And I love teaching people how to create a basic emergency fund of $1,000 a month, or not a month, $1,000 in your account, help them get their debts paid off, and then increase that um, emergency fund to three months of their income. And it just gives me, it's like very selfish reasons that I do it for. It makes me feel good that there are more people out there in the world that can afford things um, because of what we're teaching them. And, you know, great to buy a house, want you to, but let's remember this, you know, when the HVAC goes up in the middle of August. Um, That's a lot of pushback. Yes. Um, because we, like you were speaking to the renters that rent for 30 years, it's like, I don't want maintenance. Right. My my thing is I have a um a vendor that I work with. Her name is Anna Coleman and she's with First American Home Warranty. When I represent buyers, I write that warranty for one year into the contract so the seller's paying for it. So you're paying a hundred dollar deductible. If anything goes up, First American Warranty is going to send out a licensed contractor um and they're gonna repair it or they're gonna replace it. You may pay for if they have to enhance it or if they have to adjust it. But for HVAC, you may come out of pocket $150 where if wow. you had to replace it all together, you're coming out thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. So that's true. Well, that's that, a great idea. Budget, yeah. If you budget that along with the home warranty. Yes. When you're when you don't have to use it, you have a, a nice savings You're on a vacation or something. Right. <laughs> but they, and that's why I tell like maintenance credit and money are the top three pushbacks that you always get when it comes to purchasing all right and it's usually the people that don't have a plan in place that is pushing back because once you put a plan in place that it, it's simply education at that point there absolutely. there isn't any pushback i mean absolutely as long as you have it done oh i love that well thank you and thank you for sharing your um information for your um home warranty company i know that they all work differently and thank you for sharing some of the um 
important things that people should know about the one that you just discussed and how it works. Um, (laughs) So that is very good. Uh, I wanted to ask in the last 12 months, um, as, and we're recording this in the middle of October, 2023, how has your business changed in the last 12 months? I can tell you that you're still in the top 5% because I'm, I'm, I'm only interviewing realtors that are in the top 5% in the state of Maryland, which is that they're having um, eight or more transactions close in a year. That is the threshold uh, for uh, being in the top 5% is eight transactions. And so I'm wondering, would you mind sharing with us how your business has pivoted over the last 12 months? Well, over the last 12 months, it has it, it has slowed down substantially. Um, and I said, when the interest rates were a lot lower, you could fall into a sale. And it was just so easy. Um, now it's getting back to the basics. Yes. Um, and then when I speak to the knowledge piece, I have been... I'm going to say, granted, the opportunity to work with someone that has been in the business since 1998. So when I got my license, I joined a Savage Home Group, um, and my mentor is William Savage. If he doesn't know everything about this business, <laughs> so he forced, he forced, we foresaw the shift coming. So when the interest rates were starting to rise, it was now it's time to double down and get back to the basics. So the things that I was doing when I first got in the business, talking to your sphere, talking to your database, staying in front of your buyers and your sellers and the home ownership seminars. Those seminars are one thing that, of course we had to stop because of COVID, but getting back to them. Everybody loves free anything. So if I'm giving you free knowledge and you feel like you're making that choice, you're getting people, you're already saying by being in a room, I want to be a home buyer. Mm-hmm. I have some type of interest in purchasing a home. So by hosting those seminars, I'm giving you free knowledge. I'm putting you in front of a lender. You can ask any money question you want. I'm putting you in front of a credit person. You can ask any credit question you have. And then I'm putting you in front of every single person that you touch in the transaction, an inspector, a title company. All of these vendors are all in one room. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop. So even though the business has slowed down, people still want to buy houses. People still want the knowledge of the process when it's time to purchase a home. And then it was so crazy doing with dealing with 10 or 11 people at one time because you had so many and I me I, I do do listings I get more gratification from buyers um and you have 10 and 11 buyers at one time yes you're giving them all your fiduciary duty but are you holding their hands the way that you can when it's slower and you have three or four um so you even though it's slowed down it it gives me more time to sit in class to mm-hmm. learn my craft. It gives us more time to handhold the buyers and ask, answer them questions and just give them more of the knowledge that we have and the love that we have for this business to each and individual buyer, seller, any client, investor that we have. So yes, it's slowed down and not to the point where it's, it's you have to budget back to your, your budgeting class. 
when it was up, you're doing 10, 11 transactions a month. Now you're down to three or four a month. It's still a very lucrative business. However, it's now about shifting with the times and budgeting and taking advantage of the time that you get to spend now with your clients, with the clients. And you have to actually work to find the clients, to keep the clients. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So how many of your past clients in the last 12 months came from your sphere as opposed to doing the home buying seminars or the lead generation? Majority of my business, honestly, um, from beginning, from the beginning of, I'm one of six. Um, so from the beginning of my business, a lot of them come from my sphere. And then when it comes, when I've sold houses, I'm going to say about 70% of my clients, my past clients, are from my sphere. Uh, the, the 30 are from the lead generation, cold uh, calling, um, Zillow, and home buying seminars, things of that nature, uh, Facebook, social media. But about 70% come from either past clients that I've I still nurture, and a lot of my clients are now my friends, um, and a lot of them come from my siblings. My brother is, and my brother is a vendor of mine. He owns um, Wildy Way Moving in Holland. So when he's, of course, moving in Holland, it's, hey, what are you going to do with this property? Or my sister's a realtor, uh, and then my old, my younger sister, she owns a cleaning company, so it's Wildy Way Cleaning Service. So if she's cleaning a building or anything real estate related. They come to me and, and, and it's kind of like I, I have a network of different people. And that that is where I drum a lot of business from. That's wonderful. I love, <laughs> I love it that you know your numbers because I'm a big numbers person. Yes. Uh, if you so don't know where you're, you're, where it's coming from, you don't know what to double down on. You don't know what to exactly. single, single out. For like my if if I'm spending all this time in social media, social media, but my clients aren't coming from social media, I'm doing something wrong and I'm not getting business. Yes. So definitely I'm, need to know those things. Absolutely. I'm a big database person and I'm a big uh numbers person. So anything when I make calls, they're in my system. I know how many calls I've made. I know my conversion rate. All of that is honestly about knowing your craft. And when you know your craft and you know your numbers, you're able to offer so much better, so much service. Your service that you're giving your clients is so much better. Yes, very true. Very true. Um, so thank you for sharing some of the lead generating uh, strategies that you use with us. I do appreciate that. Uh, is there any new technology that you're utilizing now in the last 12 months that is different from the past? TikTok, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just the, the technology, the social media. I make posts, and, and I, I actually have delegated to a company that they make the posts for me. Okay. Um, I, I I kind of tried TikTok on my own, and I wasn't successful with it. Um, oh, girl, honestly, I got a book for you. I will send you a copy of the book. It's how to monetize TikTok. Okay. Uh, so I'll send it to you. If you're ready to go down that road, there's 
it's not my book, so <laughs> there's no shame in any of this, but I have found a book uh, that teaches us how to monetize very explicitly what to do, how to do it. And I'll take a picture of that when we get off here and I'll share it with you. Um, it, when and if you're interested, you could get research it. I found it on Amazon. It wasn't I think it was six bucks, seven bucks. It wasn't anything great, uh, expensive. But um, I have become friends with the people that have created the book. And uh, the insights that they have are crazy. The woman, Theone, specifically brought in, and I hope I don't get this wrong, something to the extent of 220 leads in one year. 25 of those leads purchased. Okay. Um, so knowing those numbers, that <laughs> 220 leads, 25 purchases in 12 months. That's what's it. The market honestly is shifting. Uh, the younger generation, the millennials, as you said, are, everything is Instagram. So if you're going to get in front of them, you have to get in front of them. Social media, that's where they yep. are. Um, I have an 18-year-old. He has a YouTube channel. He has a TikTok channel where people watch him play the video game. I'm like, you play the video game. You're watching people play the video game, but that's where they are. Yes. You put yourself in chart in front of them where they are. If that's what I have to do, then I absolutely. Yes, <laughs> I am. I, there's a way to do a home ownership seminar via TikTok. Absolutely. I mean, you got to find your your niche. That's just absolutely. you, and I think it's really important to find the the uh, the the person you want to work with right not if you want to work with buyers it's not as though you're excluding sellers but just focusing your attention on the people that you want to work with whoever they are um and whatever classification if they're buyers if they're sellers if they're move up buyers if they're move down sellers if they're looking for um you know if they want to if they're interested in doing things with reverse mortgages where they're at a certain age group I think it's really important to find out who your ideal person is so yep. that you can attract them the best way that you can. Um, so I'm I'm just, I just did some training with Krista Mayshore. I don't know if you um, have one of the questions I'm going to ask you is if you have a social media or if you have a coach, a business coach of any kind. Um, but I like to watch different coaches do different things because I think that they all have different strengths. And as and I enjoy the differences between the coaches. Not that I want to diversify so much, but just understand what's available and what's out there. And she is all about finding that niche that you have um, and then going deep with that niche. And I'm just in awe of her. And she's all over social media and it's yeah. outrageously intimidating. <laughs> what was your name? Uh, Krista, uh, K-R-I-S-T-A, Mayshore, M-A-S-H-O-R-E. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, a realtor um, up actually in Allegheny County, uh, Pam Terry told me about her. And, and I couldn't find it because I was spelling her name wrong. That's why I spelled it to you. Okay. Uh, so then I started Googling her and then finding her out. And I'm like, oh, this chick is on point like and then i found her on tiktok and on youtube and on a, on a podcast fired up podcast so i've been like downloading her stuff as i and just have it playing in the background and then re-listening to it throughout the day and wow is all i can say like yeah. really and truly wow she's taking what you know was here and she just exploded it and first 
I've been doing this a long time and I've listened to a lot of different business coaches throughout the years. She has probably one of the, one of the only women that I've um, been around. Um, And I'm not being biased because she's, but she brings so much more energy like, don't get me wrong. I love my Brian Buffini podcast. Um, I do listen to The Good Life all the time. But she brings a different kind of energy to her right. conversations. And I'm just really enjoying that energy in which she brings. She will be the first person that I look up when you and I finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, please do. And please send me a text message or call me and say, hey, this chick is out of, uh, no, Jennifer, I'm just, I just can't. Or just say, Oh wow, I'm excited. So right. I would really love that because I love hearing about that. Do you have a business coach? So I do have um, so like I was telling you, William said that she's my, my real estate mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I have been afforded the opportunity to be um in one of the first and finest, we call um it's a real estate sorority. So it was um it's a, it's a lady in Houston, Texas, that decided that she needed a platform for real estate agents. Um, and she created a real estate sorority. It's called Black Women of Real Estate Sorority and Incorporated. It's BWRE. They we are, do have a Facebook page as well. Um, and they're all across the nation. It's agents. It's lenders um, all, all throughout the United States. And we have a sisterhood that everybody relates to the real estate world. So even even down to if you're having life issues, you reach out, we meet up um, throughout like different events, but every December we come together and we have our end of the year gala where we meet for three days. We have fun, we talk real estate, we network, we meet different um, sponsors throughout the United States, um, different vendors. And we just love on each other. Mm. And we have brokers in there, people that specialize in marketing. So that is my one-stop shop. I love that. <laughs> that out if, if I have any questions. And of course, we have monthly meetings and we chit-chat amongst each other via t- t- text message. And we're just, we're, we're just sisters and we're together. And they are, if I don't know it, somebody and it's about 46 of us wow they know it <laughs> yeah i would hope so oh that's great i love that camaraderie i love that just uh, uh people empowering um other people and i will be bold enough to say it i in this industry i just love when women are encouraging other women um we are in a male-dominated industry um, we know that we are. Um, <laughs> anytime that we can get just a great amount of women together. I remember I got a job offer from a woman that had her own branch and everybody in it, everybody was a woman. And I'm like, that's wow. I was so excited just because I just had never seen that in my 25 years in this industry. And I was so impressed with it. And um, it, just how empowering, how, again, it's just something that we don't see in our industry. And there's no offense to the men in here at all. It's just- I'm sure they'll later on down the line, they'll have a male male fraternity because where there's a sorority, there's a fraternity. 
So one one will come down the line. Um, but I remember the May uh, when, we, when I first crossed. We, like, we have a cross a, um, a crossover ceremony, just like any other sorority. I was floating for weeks on cloud nine, just okay. reliving every day that we did, every event that we did, and just the people that you the founders spoke, and it was not a dry eye in the in the building. It, it it was it's amazing. It's an amazing opportunity. See, I just I love that. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I wanted to see with you, what do you think are the biggest challenges right now uh, facing our buyers and sellers? Social media. Um, we live in a world now where most people, some people still watch the news, but if it's not on Facebook, then it's not real. Or if it's on Facebook, it must be the truth. Um, so social media is making you double down on education. It's making you have those hard conversations that you're supposed to have anyway with the buyers, but people are fact-finding via social media. And if my, if you have most, most of the time, people, if they have a question, what are they doing? They want to social media and ask the question, but you have to ask the questions to people that know the answer yes. so you can't ask a question about interest rates and about home ownership to people that don't know anything about home ownership that don't know anything about interest rates they're just going to give you opinion they're not going to give you back so i find it challenging to kind of not put down what people believe or people's opinions but kind of a, a way to speak to people in fact and the homeownership seminars are what help because it's coming from the horse's mouth. The lender is telling you about the interest rates. The lender is telling you about the different grant programs that you qualify for. So putting you in a place and putting buyers in a place where they're getting the best information as opposed to social media. And then motivating people. Like what I, what I always tell people is, there's like, well, I'm just going to wait. For. Interest rates are eight percent right now. You're renting. Your interest is a hundred percent. Date the rate. Marry the house. It, that house won't always be around. And I, earlier in the year, when interest rates were six, people were like, "Well, the interest rates are going to go down. The interest rates are going to go down." So you had people in the beginning of the year like, "I'm going to wait to the end of the year." Now yeah. we're at eight. Yeah. And not only that, but that house is more expensive now. That house is appreciated three to five percent, depending upon the neighborhood. (laughs) And that house is now costing more money and the rates higher. Uh, So it's something it's it again, we just got to show people uh, the the data. We've got to show them the data where we can say this is where the value has been. This is where the value is going in this neighborhood. This is what the rate has been. This is where the rate is now. We don't have a crystal ball to see what's happening in the future. Um, So let's just worry about what happened. And we can look historically as what happened to rates and what they are currently. And And even even with the rates being lower, when the rates were 2.3, people were offering 25,000, 50,000 above. So you're either going to pay it in the front end and exhaust your savings, or you may possibly pay it on the back end 
in your in your uh, interest. Yes. But in 30 years, I'm sure the interest rates will, within that 30 year span, you're going to have to pay your whole house off. You would have been able to refinance and get from the eight to the six to the four. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I ask what, I know we're running almost out of time here and I'm wanting to know what are the goals that you have for yourself as we enter this, as we're into the last fourth, fourth quarter of 2023 and then your goals for 2024? We, when we started the uh, conversation, you were stating about um, the agents getting out of the business. And I really find that agents getting out of the business right now is also due to a lack of education. I am, um, as, as the agents operations manager for Savage Home Group, I'm also a coach and a trainer to the 14 agents that we have on the team. Um, so my, my one goal is to have a curriculum put in place for agents that do want to come into the business. And it is going to be a curriculum that I'm an agent now. What to expect, what to do to, to combat these difficult times and combat these difficult conversations. So as a real estate agent, you're educated. You're able to educate the clients. You're able to have the transparency. Um, so it all circles back to the reason that I got into the business, the agent that I want to be. I want to be able to help other agents be that as well, as well as educate the buyers. Um, so my goal is to have my curriculum built um, by the second quarter in 2024. I'm right now I'm pushing to have nine more deals closed at the end of the year. I want to hit at least nine. Um, I want to have at least nine more buyers in homes. Not just sellers, but nine more buyers and homes by the end of the year. I love that. And um, so if somebody is listening to this and saying, I could, I'm a solo agent and maybe I could benefit from being on a team that offers this kind of training, that offers this kind of curriculum, how can they get a hold of you and your team to find out more information? Um, I am at Keller Williams and Towson. Uh, my cell phone number is 410-831-9246. Um, you can also join our team page, which is Savage Home Group of Keller Williams. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram, Touch of Perfection Homes, or just Latoya Butler um, on Facebook. Thank you so much, Latoya, for coming on here and sharing a little bit of your wisdom with us today. I am so very grateful for you. And I Absolutely. And for all of you listening, please like and share and please leave us a review and uh, send this to two of your friends and let's get the word out there. Until next time, everyone, have a great day. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 